Good Gabs, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. Another week. It's the heat of the summer. Hey, listeners, thanks for your support. It's another great week, another awesome guest. Today we have Erin Baker. She is the regional donor, but fail. <laughs> so close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on three hours of sleep today. Oh, that's so not working out no. very well. Um, regional? No. I would go with senior. You could just say Sen- donor recruitment manager. Senior? It's way easier. Donor recruitment manager. Senior donor recruitment manager. Right. Boom. Aaron Baker, senior donor recruitment manager of Eastern Washington with Vitalent. Aaron, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, you know what? I don't know if the listeners know this, but you know, I had I just had met you really for the first time just a few nights ago. We were at a leadership Spokane uh, event and you know, we were just chatting and you were talking about coming on the podcast. And I told you that I had never given blood before. Yes. And I mentioned how embarrassing that is. I know. <laughs> like, it really? Cra- I'm like, whoa. It, it cracked me up. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is an amazing recruiter here. <laughs> but the guilt is not what got me because I did come in. It was the inspiration because you're telling me how much of a need there was in, in the community. Yeah. And. I I guess I was just part of, I don't know, a big world that thought there was a lot of other people doing this for me. That's true. And there's no <sighs> substitute for human blood, right? So we have to get it out of someone. Um, and I don't know if you knew this, but in Spokane area, we used to have about 100,000 donors in the area. Oh, that's a now lot. Yeah, it is. And now we're down to about 21,000. A fifth? Yeah. So that's critical shortage of donors yep, and what what changed what happened you know i i would like to blame it on covid i think huh. most people do um how we get donors in the first place is by going to high schools elementary schools we don't draw the kids but we do have them recruit their parents for us smart um colleges and stuff like that and we haven't we haven't been there for three three years so yeah, it's what? a big deal that's a long time, right? That's that next group of people yep. that are learning about it. And when I was sitting in the chair, I was talking to my tech. By the way, that was a great experience. The yeah. whole thing. Like any fears that I had, um, it just kind of went away. And, and you- I felt so um, supported. And yeah. it's weird to say that, but I'm just, I, I was scared. Like, most what's going to happen? Most people are. And you were really brave. You Ugh. did a power red right off the bat. So we got two units of red cells, which is super important if we're giving blood to the same patient. Yeah, so, I kind of heard little bits and pieces. Yeah. What does that mean? So my best example is um, I'm from Montana. and I What part? Billings. Nice. Yeah. It's a great place. <laughs> anyway, so I, I moved over here. But we had a patient. Um, her name was Bria. And she has this really wear, weird, it's weird, it's rare too, Uh, anemia disease and so she doesn't produce red cells right okay so every month she has to have a unit of red cells and the older she gets the more units she she needs so getting two units from one person versus two units 
from two different people on the same day is beneficial for her. Like her body processes it better? Right. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I can be a part of that. And it's not just her. I mean, it goes to a lot of different things depending upon your blood type, but that's my best example. Well, it's awesome. Well, yeah, that, so that experience, like, yeah, listeners, if, you know, you've been thinking about this and, and you're ready to go, like, we got to go check out Vitalant's website. There's all sorts of ways to donate, right? There's, yeah. how many centers are around here? Well, we have five centers. Oh, that's a lot. And we have four mobile trucks and five mobile buses. So we're out and about for sure. Uh, we're having our big event. So we had one on the 12th. We have another one the 21st at the Hub in Spokane Valley. Uh, and then we have on one Sprague there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then we have one in Coeur d'Alene on August 4th. So, so if someone's feeling inspired right now and they, they want to go, do they need to like sign up for this? Or can they just show up? They can just show up on those oh. ones. If you want to sign up, you definitely can. It kind of gives us a nice idea of what to bring. Um, this last one was kind of all walk-ins, which was cool too. We got 22 new donors, which was amazing. Nice. Yeah. You, you were earning the title, that right. one. Well, you recruited me, that's for sure. Yeah, 22 yeah. new donors and uh, 45 units were collected, which is about 160 potential lives saved. Really? And really it's that impactful. Math, yeah. Wow. Why this world? How'd you get in here? <laughs> well, um, my brother actually is a car accident survivor and during his car accidents he received over 300 units of blood whoa yeah so it was a big thing um and i still at that point i was in high school so i didn't think anything of it i mean i donated regularly but that was about it and then i got an opportunity to be a phlebotomist so i started as a phlebotomist um in montana you don't really need any real training they just do on the job training like here we go yeah here you need a certificate or you a billings clinic or stuff. like no at uh, vitalant okay right on yep. and then uh I became such an expert at phlebotomy, like amazing, that I was like, eh, you know, I want something more difficult. I'm going to convince people to come in and (laughs) donate blood. So that's what I started doing, and then I moved into recruitment. That's cool. I was talking to uh, the tech. um, Richard? Yep, Richard. Cool, cool person. Also local Spokane uh, person. Apparently, Dad worked at uh, Vitalant, too. Yep. Yeah, so it was cool. It's in the family. And we were just chatting a little bit. I was like, "Who? who's coming in? Who's donating blood right now? And he's like, a lot of people that are like 60 and older. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I thought about that for the last couple of days, kind of thinking about, you know, when you were coming in here. Do you have any thoughts around, like, why what? why are the older generation feeling compelled to do this? And like me just to, you know, I'm 41 and never have donated blood. And I asked actually about six of my friends too, and same age group. I was like, Hey, you ever donated blood? They all said no. So then I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. How can we change the perception? Right. So our average donor is over 60, probably about 55 to 65. And they're aging out. I mean, you can donate blood. I had a couple donating blood um, that were over 100 years old, and they came in together and donated. As long as you feel well and healthy, you can donate at any age. Well, under over 16, of course. But um, the older you get, the more medications you're on, the right. more surgeries you have, uh, all the different stuff. You travel more, which could be deferring. 
Uh, so you're just kind of getting out of the habit. But it's that generation where it was a civic duty, right? Mm -hmm. So blood donation started in 1945 due to World War II. Okay, yeah, so this is part of the war effort. Yep, and it just kind of kept going. Um, it wasn't really regulated until the 80s. Uh, and then now we fall under the FDA, so there's a lot more rules, regulations, testing, and stuff that we do to make sure we have a good, safe community blood supply. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm not sure why the younger generations aren't picking it up. It could be, um, it's not, I mean, it's out of sight, out of mind, right? If you're yeah. not affected by blood donation, and a lot of people are, a lot of people don't realize they are because it's a treatment for cancer, too. So it's definitely used all over. Well, that's what I was thinking about that civic duty piece. It's like that was not really taught to me, you know, in my formative years. And but I, I'm ready to rethink, you know, how I would approach that. And I want to talk to my friends, you know, about that, because going from 100,000 donors to 20, that that's yeah. not sustainable, right? No. And it's super yeah. scary, too, because when we were at 100,000 donors, um, the demand in this area. So when I talk about this area, I'm talking about eastern Washington, uh, northern Idaho, and western Montana. So right around Kalispell, Lewiston, up to Canada, OMAC. Yep. So that's the our basic area, right? Uh, the need was over, well, for blood was about, I would say about 48,000 units, right? And that's when we had 100,000 donors. Now we're down to 20, and the need is still... So 48,000 don donations, up to 50, actually. Wow. Yeah, so this is imperative for our community. And that's a, a lot of our listeners, you know, they're always asking, like, how can they help? How, how can they connect? Here is an easy way. Just, right? yeah, <laughs> step up and, and donate blood. It's like our community needs you. And it was easy and, and, and painless. Yeah. It was, it was just... It was a great experience. Yeah, it's well, I think it's super fun. But um, there's lots of different things. People, people have there's myths about donating. For example, a lot of people think if you got a tattoo, you can't donate blood. That's not true. As long as you didn't get tattooed in your friend's basement, you're usually eligible. What so about someone in? yesterday told me it's like, oh, I get tattooed, and you have to wait a year. No. All right. So Myth. If, if you, yep, yeah, if you get tattooed in Washington, uh, you don't have to wait. We prefer if you wait till it's healed, you uh -huh. know? but other than that, you don't have to wait. If you get tattooed in Idaho, uh, you do have to wait about three months. Makes sense, because that's our regulations right. a little different. Yeah. Okay. The regulations around tattoo artists in both states are a bit different. So there's a ton of myths in this world, huh? Yeah. Like, like you know, are you selling blood? Like, are you just, you know, making money off of my blood? Like, let's address that, right? Because <laughs> okay. it seems kind of silly, but I've heard it. Yeah. By talent's a nonprofit company. So um, we do contract with the hospitals. They do pay us for blood because we have to buy the blood bags, pay our employees, all that stuff. Yeah, really expensive. I right. sold medical supplies. I'd know what those cost. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. Um, but So we do contract with hospitals. We don't pay our donors because it's against FDA policy. You're more likely to lie on your questionnaire, you know, those 50 questions uh -huh. that you had to answer before in donating. So it, it's a safety issue. Right. I, could, I totally see that. And that's exactly what it is. They mm. want to make sure we offer the safest blood possible. Uh, there are plasma centers in and around this area, and they do pay for plasma. And it's different because we're transfusable. So our plasma, our blood, platelets, everything we collect goes directly into patients. 
Whereas at a plasma center, uh, they collect it and it goes to research, medications, cosmetics, both of which are needed, right? Sure. There's room for both of us, but that's, that's the big difference. I think that distinction is something that all of us need to understand. Yeah. And there's a reason why you're getting paid, right? Yeah. Right. It's going in, into that world. Yep. But when you come to Vitalant, your blood is going to help potentially save a life, help be part of a cure. Yeah. Fair? Yep. It is, yeah. yeah. It gets it gives one person another birthday, one person another day with their family. Um, I'm thankful because I have an older brother. Sometimes I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> and he can be kind of a pain, as older brothers can. But uh, my younger brother would say the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm very thankful for all the donors, and you hear that all the time. Uh, recipients are always very thankful, and a lot of them come back and encourage blood donation and host memorial drives. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, Vitalant's mission in the Inland Northwest. You know, it's like we're, we're getting blood. What are some of the other challenges, I guess, besides just people? Well, people is the biggest one, yeah. right? Um, I mean, it's huge. Uh, definitely getting in front of people is another problem. Since COVID, uh, the schools have been overwhelmed and busy, and they don't have enough employees and whatnot. So getting in front of the students, get, getting that time with the uh, teachers and educate people it's so difficult right now so we have high schools that pre-covid did about 100 donors right That's which is super cool um, now they're about 20 so it's a significant drop right and a lot of it is because we don't have um, those extra leadership groups and stuff like that in the schools just because everybody's so busy trying to get caught up right and then of course there's the work from home people yep which I work from home occasionally. Of course, I, I live like 300 yards from work, so <laughs> it's not that big, but it is, it's definitely pretty fun. I um, can imagine. Uh, but the work from home people aren't at the office, right? So at office buildings where we were collecting 25, 30 units, we're getting five or six now just because they're not in office. So let's talk about that a little bit because the world changed. We many, many organizations, including like ours at SkillScan, we have a big portion of the admin team who are working from home. Let's say we care, right? And as an organization, like want to be a part of this. How do, how do we facilitate that? How do yeah. we connect up? Well, I would recommend having a party, uh -huh. like have a barbecue, bring all your people in. Uh, but if you can't do that, which some people, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things, maybe a party in the middle of December isn't great. We do offer virtual blood drives. So what that means is we'll give you a particular link so your company still gets credit so you can track how many people participate. But they can go to any blood drive or center that's open. That seems easy, awesome. What's the feedback from the companies? Like, are they still getting the, like that teamwork aspect, is that still being built that way? Yeah. 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 A lot of people really like it. And we do have people who do on site for the people who come inside. Um, and they offer like, there's some companies that offer gift cards to their employees that donate or drawings. Uh, there's some companies that offer food, which is, I think the biggest motivator. Food is a great yeah, motivator. Get me to Pizza, do it. Donuts, uh, anything like that. Uh, there's different things that they offer, but people will come in on that particular day and donate. And then if they're not able to, they still feel like they're part of the team because they can donate, say, on a Friday or Saturday at the center. Makes sense to me. What's a size of a company that would uh, that you'd need to be to like bring a mobile unit out? We have mobiles of all sizes. So we have some that are six or seven units, right? It's a shorter span of time, like we're there for an hour and a half. 
And then what we do is we link with another business. So then we go to the next business and collect 10, 12 units, right? So, okay. Yeah. So Any you size. all have this dialed in. You just need, you know, people. Right. We just need people. We need advocates. We need people to spread the word and let people know. I mean, the number one reason people don't donate blood is because they've never been asked. So when we ask people, why don't you donate? That's, I wasn't aware of the need. No one's asked me to. Uh, the number two is scared of needles, which, let's be honest, it's, it's probably a good thing if you're scared of needles. <laughs> right, right, no doubt. So huh. those, that's it, yeah. But, you know, I fell in that category, so it's like, here we go. Yep, they're not aware of the need. And if you think about it, we need about 100 to 200 units a day just to supply the local hospitals here. Because it's not just about traumas and car accidents, even though in the summer that's a large part of it. Memorial Day to Labor Day is considered the 100 deadliest days of the year because of the increased travel accidents and trauma. But it also goes to cancer treatments, uh, people with blood diseases, people who need help clotting, surgeries, pregnant women, babies, like all sorts of people every day. Aaron, you just made a connection for me. Like, I remember my dad, like, it was over a decade ago, and he ended up in the hospital, and he had, like, some bleeding in his throat, and he just didn't know, you know? And so when he got to the hospital, they're like, uh, yeah, you don't have any blood in you? And he got blood, and I just, I forgot about that until right yeah. now. Most people so, do. Right? Like, that. Like we have real close connections to this. Yep. Well, how do we change this? Because it's got to happen around the country, right? Right. Like this and idea this, of the elderly who are yep. like basically propping up the rest of us. How do we change people's minds to support yeah. support so this it, system? It is a national problem. So it's not just a Spokane problem. This is a national issue, right? Blood donation shortages are across the country right now. Um, and really, it's educating people, getting the word out, letting people know that, yes, people still need blood. It is an everyday occurrence. It's not just a special need. And that's the biggest thing is the education portion. Well, I think you found a friend in me in that way. Oh, Because I've just started asking a lot more questions. Yeah. And there's two people I get to follow up with uh, today about some myths that we're having in. Oh, for sure. Yep. And I can answer it, like almost any question about blood. Well, you've like, been I've, doing it for a long time. I've been doing this for 11 years now. What was it so. like when you first uh, were getting in phlebotomy? You're like, here we go. That's, I've got to exactly, find that vein. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Actually, I think my first stick, I closed my eyes. But after that, we were good. I always thought it was pretty cool, the people who are really talented at that. They mm -hmm. used to sell those butterfly uh, needles that were common in blood, and then some of these uh, devices where the needle would shoot back in and right. leave the cannula in, and just the nurses, the phlebotomists, like the people who are pros. It was cool. It was like yeah. an art. And one thing to note is that we like we are really good at our jobs, not to not to sound egotistical or anything, but... <laughs> Our, our phlebotomies, phlebotomists are amazing. Um, they do this eight hours a day, so they completely understand how, how this works. Uh, most people who come to us are healthy, so like a lot of people will be like, oh, they can never find my vein when I go to the hospital. It's like, well, you're sick, right? Yeah. So you're, you know, your veins, you might be a bit dehydrated. There's different things going on. So we have all that information. So um, if you're not comfortable, if you feel like I have a difficult vein, you can always ask somebody to check before you go through the entire process. Hey, will you look at my vein? Do you think you can, 
do you think you can hit that? And they'll know. Yeah, they'll know. Because they're pros. Yep. And there's things that we can do. You know, we encourage people to drink water. We encourage people to eat before donating. Um, (laughs) I screwed up on that one, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) I did see that. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. (laughs) All right, so I know better now. Yeah. Just drink some more water. (laughs) Right. Yep. So if you drink plenty of water the day before and the day of, because we want you really hydrated. Um, and then eat before you come in, and then eat after you leave. Easy. We, yep, we have Easy tons steps. of food too. We offer chips, pretzels. I think we had peanuts there. Uh, tons of different stuff. Cookies. We do Oreos. So, uh, Gatorade. Yeah. So here's. I the was thing really that, looking for the purple Gatorade. That's my favorite. Oh. But the red was pretty good. If you put red yeah. and blue together, it might be purple. Right? I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oreos actually have iron in them, so that's why we give those away. So when you see them and you're like, why do they only do chips and cookies? Well, that's why. There's iron There's a science behind it. Yep. Huh. What leadership Spokane class were you? Side note. (laughs) I was 2022. 2022. Yeah, I guess they called it the best class ever. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They called our class the GOATS. The yeah. greatest of all time. Right. I think they I think we were called the goats as well. Oh. I think it's a common a common thing. Dang. I feel you know, like I'm we so really disappointed. Were. Yeah. 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 Well, I know uh, our executive producer, Dana Devine, in your class. Yep. yep. That's awesome. Well, how was that experience? We've had uh, a few actually a lot of people from uh, Leadership Spokane uh, on this uh, podcast. And yeah. How was that for you? I, I really enjoyed it. So I had just moved here. Um, so it was a great way during the pandemic. And, and Montana and Washington, were sig- they treated the pandemic significantly differently, right? Sure. So um, it We was, have it operations kind of a, in uh, Great Falls. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely saw that from a company yeah. level. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely <laughs> yeah. crazy. It was just a whole different environment. And I, I mean, I was fine with it. It just took some adjustment. Sure. Um, so when I joined Leadership Spokane or when I was accepted, that was one of my big reasons for doing it. Like, I want to get connected with this community. I want to meet people. And everything shut down. So this is my best way of doing it. Smart. Uh, and it was an interesting experience, I think, for us because it was hybrid. So part of the year was on the, online or, you know, through Zoom. Yep. And then part was in person. But we were still able to connect with each other. And we were still able to go out, um, we did af- after parties. We, you know, and we still do now. Uh, every second Monday, you'll see us hanging That's out. That's what Dana told me. Yeah. She said your class is very much connected. Yeah. Y'all are going to change the world. Well, we're trying. One blood donor at a time. So, yet yeah, no doubt. So, Spokane, like, why did you come here then? Work. Yeah. Okay. I, I transferred for Vitalant. Yep. Well, yeah, they were lucky to uh, be able to get you over here. Yeah, they actually said that, um, <laughs> so my boss was, she was still the director when I was in Montana, but this position opened, and she's like, you should come over here, you'll see all sorts of hummingbirds, because I'm a birder, right? Ah. I love, I check him off my list, I think I talked about it in Leadership Spokane like six million times. Every time How I far bird, are you on your list? Not nearly far enough. But that's and cool. I have not seen one hummingbird since I've moved here. Uh, you got to come out to my house then. There's a bunch. Yeah, I never yeah. see any. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Yep. The whole reason I moved here. The magic will happen. Yeah. Yeah. You have any, um, 
favorites that you're looking for right now? Birds? Yeah. I want to help you. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> about. I live uh, just west of town out on Clear Lake. And oh, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. like there's a all the migratory birds come through there. And yep. so we got to see tundra swans. I love birds too, by the way. Oh, so nice. Like, oh. Yeah. What's your, yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh, I have, I have a lot of favorites. Yeah. It just depends, right? So um, definitely for raptors, oh, I like yeah. the um, golden eagles are really cool. Um, I also like the red-tailed hawks. There's they're amazing, ton around right? Here. Yeah, and they're so pretty and yeah. easily identifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, for regular like woodpeckers and birds, the northern flicker is pretty cool. Yep, um, like a eat, magic bird. Yeah, they eat ants off the ground more than anything else. Swallows are really neat, and you have a green violet swallow here that's not in Montana, so those okay. are really cool to see. Yeah, um, uh, we have. Um, oh my gosh, what are they called? That ah, doesn't matter. It's not a stork. It's not a crane. It's a great blue heron. Well, we got we definitely have lots of great blue yeah. herons, but no, it's uh, pelicans. Oh yeah. So the pelicans moved in about ten years ago. Um, they would come in for a day, and then three years ago they decided they're going to live at our lake, and so every year they come back, and that's just been really cool to watch. Yeah, the white are they white pelicans? Yeah, white American pelicans. White? Yeah, yeah they, they are. And they're super neat when they fly, too, because, I mean, they don't fly like geese, but when they turn, they almost disappear. You can't see them. Right. And, yeah, they barely move. They're just such yep. good flyers. Oh, Aaron, thank you for letting me go down this <laughs> side road because that's just something that I love. Yeah. yeah. The great horned owl. That, yeah, that is great. We Did have some know? living in our trees oh. right now, so it's like so they are I'm trying one to of be the buddies. Most hated birds in the bird world, like because they eat everything. Like owls. Yep, because they'll eat the nests and the eggs and whatnot. So that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so if you, I think they eat the bunnies in my yeah. neighborhood. So if you're like walking around yeah. in a, any type of forest, I'm sure people do that on a regular basis, right? Well, but around if you're here. walking around. In a forest and you see like a bunch of crows making a big mess of things or like just going crazy. It's possible that there's an owl over there. Ooh, this is good information. Yeah. See, we, I, I had no idea what to expect today. Now I <laughs> learned more about birds and blood. Right. Oh, they do go together. So what are some uh, observations, you know, being new to Spokane, relatively new? Like, what do, what do you like about this community? What do you see for its future? Oh, I think, I mean, the the possibilities here are endless. It definitely in a growth uh, pattern, right? But I mean, everybody really cares about each other, which is super cool. Like I never felt like I was an outsider. Um, a lot of people here are actually from Montana, which was yeah. crazy. I didn't realize that. Or Ton of transplants. To, yeah, which you know, why would you want to leave Montana? But this one's the second second best, right? Um, so that's really cool. I really like how they take well how Spokane looks. I mean, they take care of their community, but they also take care of their parks, you know, the land. There's a big culture here, and I think everybody's a part of that, right, with the river. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're more than happy to educate and, and show you this kind of stuff. And, and they're proud to be from Spokane, which is super cool. Yeah, I've seen that. I've, you know, I'm a lifer, and that community building and how when people want to come together and address big issues, it just seems but we just do it. Right. And I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. We like, like, come, you want to help? We're going to accept you into this community and let's go. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's amazing. There's so many programs here. Um, I met so many people through leadership Spokane with programs that I had no idea even existed or were a possibility. So it allows me to spread the word to people I think need it or could use that service. 
Um, I volunteer with April Anderson with Unity. I know April. Uni- yeah, Unity in yeah, the she, Community. She was the first person that oh, I nice. met uh, at our uh, first night Leadership Spokane. I think yeah. she's the first person I met with Leadership Spokane, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I help her with um, Unity in the Community, which is coming up in August, and that's a great volunteer event, too. It has nothing to do with blood, but it does keep the community together. It has a multi- multicultural village. I mean, all sorts of really cool stuff backpacks have you were you did you volunteer also in billings with organizations yeah yeah, yeah. but mostly like um i did a trail net uh, different things like that so a lot of cycling paths and because we were just building that up in billings that's cool so this is in your blood right the, uh, this heart of service yeah i like it and i was a casa in, in billings as well Okay, what's ne- what's next for you here in Spokane? Like, where else do you want to put your energy? I I'm not sure really. I mean, I, I really I really like being part of the community. Uh, there's different organizations I'm dabbling with. Obviously, Unity in the Community. Um, I love going to galas. They're super yeah, fun. Yeah, they right? are fun. Right. So you know, just keeping my options open, and if someone needs help and I'm available, I will jump in. Except for golfing, I'm not great at golfing. People keep trying to get me to go golfing, and really, I'm the cart driver. That's all. <laughs> I like, will drive You don't this want cart. me golfing at all. I will drive the cart. I will keep your beverages <laughs> at hand. That's about it. Uh, uh, Aaron, incredible. Um, what else would you like our listeners to know? Anything else uh, in that's on your mind? Yeah, I. You know, I just want people to come and donate blood. That's about it. Right. So it's it seems like it's asking a lot, but it's one hour of your time and we will be at the hub on the 21st. I'm really looking for that hundred donors. So we got 45. We want to double that for 100 in Spokane Valley. All right. Good gabbers. Show up. Tell them that you heard it here. And I want Aaron to say, yep, we made a difference. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Aaron. Thank you for your time. Yeah, no, thanks for coming to donate. That was awesome. Heck yeah. Well, it was my pleasure. And you know what? I think you'll see me again. In 112 days. We'll call you. Trust me. Is that 16 weeks? Yep. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely call you. Deal. (laughs) 